Welcome to the new day, my fellow thinkers. I'm coming to you from sludgy, slippery, sexy Buffalo, New York. I am your host, Logan Eldine Misseldine, and these are today's Potless Thoughts. Okay, well, um, it's been a while, not gonna lie. I fell off the wagon a little bit. Hope y'all don't mind. I know there's only so many of you out there right now, but thank you for coming back again if you're here. Um, yeah, just, um, you know, just, just hit it. There's no real excuse, honestly. I just, you, you got that. I go, but I'm here now, so let's focus on that. Um, some exciting, exciting news. Um, and on top of the Instagram, on top of the Facebook, and now there is a blog, official blogger, blogspot blog for this podcast. And I think it's an easier way for me and a better way for me to translate what I'm feeling and what's going on and a better way to kind of follow through the content of this podcast as well as being able to reach in. Um, and then on top of that, there is a new email for any of your comments, suggestions, submissions, anything like that. It's, it is officially potwiththoughts at gmail.com. Simple as that. I won. I got the first one of Gmail. I don't have to do potwiththoughts1, potwithoughts69, none of that. None of that. I can just straight up. It's easy to remember. If you know this podcast title, you can email me and you can... Give me what you want. Give me what you feel. I'm excited about this. Um, so there's that. And then um, a new section of this, which may not be here for a while, depending on when it shows up. I may have some people that I know uh, help me out here and get it started. But it's called the story swap. Okay, so the story swap is a thing that I've, it's usually the first I went to a story swap when I was down south. And it was just a weekly or monthly thing where people would come into this coffee shop and would just share life stories. You could have written it. You could share something you've written or you can share your life story. And most people did that. And it was so much fun. Met some really great people, some really good people. Didn't get to know them well, but I met them and heard their stories and it was fantastic. And I shared and you know, felt this huge sense of community. And I've always wanted to do that. And I wanted to start it up here in Buffalo again. But I decided, you know, while I'm busy and can't really organize something like that, you know, during the, you know, in real life at a real coffee shop or a, or a bookstore or anything like that yet, uh, due to my work schedule, I thought, hey, why can't I just do it here on the podcast? Why can't I do it here? Why can't I do it on the blog? Why can't I do it on through the email? Why not? Why, why keep it so much? And then this way I could potentially reach even more people than just a local area. So I'm going to detail a little bit better for you. So the story swap is a non-judgmental, um, no pressure zone, essentially safe place, so to speak, that you can share your story, whatever it is, whatever it's small, large, anything, um, and you know can be shared with this a kind of community. And so, in in detailing with this podcast specifically, because this is specifically an adventure podcast, um, I would like that most of the stories would have something to do with adventure, but honestly because of the nature of this podcast as well, that adventure can be honestly anything. It can be how you met somebody. It can be something that happened in your life, something that you did go on an adventure, outdoors adventure. It doesn't have to be just that. It could be a time where, you know, you were able to explore something within your own mind because of an event in your life. It's honestly not that strict. It's not that, it's very vague. There are some guidelines like there's, like, I don't care if you use foul language, the F-bomb, ass word, all that stuff, but keep it at least, you know, sexually clean. Like, I don't, I want to, you know, I potentially want kids here, so uh, kind of. So you know, just keep it keep it off that. Keep it on on topic, basically. Um, 
other than that, uh, there's a couple of ways that you can submit your stories. Um, you can Instagram them to me. Uh, that might be a little hard, but you can Instagram at least that you would like to. And then, or you can email me at pot, thoughts at gmail.com. You can send it there. You could, um, message me on Facebook or you can, um, actually, no, I think that's, I, think that's honestly, I don't think the blog has, I mean, you could comment on the blog saying that you would want to need help, but yeah, other than that, uh, that's, that's how you would do it. Just basically email me or message me and I'll help you figure out if you can't really email me with it. But uh, I'm so all over the place on this. It doesn't sound very professional at all, but the story swap, essentially, like I said, the intended purpose is to just develop a community of sharing oral tradition, um, or written tradition now of people's personal stories, personal experiences, personal adventures. And I, you know, would like to facilitate and mediate the sharing of that. I, I want to be the, the middleman that comes in and, brings to you all the diverse group of people and uh, things that they want to share. Um, uh, Cause I'm going to, my main goal is to po- is to write them up and put them onto the blog. But that doesn't mean that that's the only way. Cause if you really, if you're not good at writing or if you don't feel confident writing um, there's other ways I'm thinking maybe, uh, cause this anchor app has this, this capability of, you can send voice messages. And so possibly we could do it through here. I could even interview you and interview through the story in case the segments need to be smaller. Um, I haven't tried that out yet, so I don't know what it's about. Um, we could try that, um, as well as, um, if you don't want me to post it, you want me to talk about it on the podcast, I can narrate it and we can communicate and I can practice with you narrating. It. There's that. Um, as well as uh, if you don't want to do either of those, if you don't want to be heard, um, I was thinking possibly that I would set up a YouTube station and you could send a video of you narrating your story. Uh, we could figure that out. That's not available right now, but if that's something that interests you, please let me know. We could figure that out. Otherwise, if you want to share a story, don't feel comfortable talking, but you do want to write it, but you don't feel like you can write very well, I can definitely help you. I'm not professional. I'm not edu- educated, but I am. I, I am a good writer I am and I can help you type it up. And if, if need be, we can communicate and I can essentially ghostwrite for you if need be. I, I want this to be really easy, non-judgmental. It doesn't really matter what it is as long as it's your story. Like, honestly, that's all I really care about is sharing your story. Um, it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be short. It doesn't have to be anything. It can, it can be a paragraph. It can be, well, I'm working on the length. I think on my blog, the guidelines I set up, I want it to be a handful, maybe a couple hundred words at most. But and depend, and that's more just depending on how big I can make the the, the blogs. Um, but don't let that shy away. Don't let that scare you off. I I don't mind. I don't really mind it. If we got to split it up into a couple of blog posts, like part one, part two, I'm totally down with that too. As long as you are. So. That's something I'm really excited about and be pushing really hard on this podcast. So any of you listening and feeling kind of shy, please break out of your shell. I would love to hear your stories. I would love to. And if you want to just share them to just me, that's fine too. I don't mind. But the story swap is a thing. I'm going to be pushing it on my Instagram, on my Facebook, on my blog, um, and here on the podcast. It, it's something I really want to do. So um, I might host weekly themes. Um, which are going to be very vague as well. So like love, interest, grief, um, ad- adventure, outdoors, hiking, something, 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 just one word or one sentence kind of prompt. And you don't have to follow that to that week, but it's definitely encouraged. And you can, can you can just, whatever story you have to share, please share it with me. Um, my goal is eventually to do this in real life and to do it here on here in Buffalo and to do it in local settings and um, 
potentially Barnes and Nobles, potentially. I mean, that might be a little lofty, you know, they might not allow that, but there, there's a couple of good local bookstores around here. And I'm real, and I've talked to them about it a couple of times when I went in, they were seemed interested, interested, but I did not have a chance to actually like formally organize it. So, um, that's, that's, that's that. So the, the, the story swap is probably the biggest thing that's going to be affecting this here podcast. So, um, don't feel intimidated. Don't feel um, shy. Don't feel like you're going to get here and like people are going to look at you wrong. Like the whole vibe of this, and I'm going to do my best to mediate this and enforce this. It's non judgment. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's your own personal story. And that's all that's really important because the stories is only as good as y- you believe in it. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. You can spin any story. Um, yeah, so that's that on the announcements so far. Other than that, it's hunting season. So, be prepared to see a lot of things like that. Um, a lot of hiking, a lot of outdoors pictures. Um, skating for me is kind of off to the side for now. Um, if I get a chance lately, then every time I got a chance, it's been downpouring. So trust me, I'm not trying to be a faker on that. I really do love to skate, but I've got lots of other DIY projects that I'd like to post and like, you know, adventures in my own skills. I got some brand new tools. Oh, and also I got a brand new computer. So my wife was so gorgeous enough and of like a spirit to buy me a brand new computer. It's sexy. I'll post a picture of it, but so these, these podcasts might get even better. So I'm, I, I won't have to do it just on my little dinky rinky phone, but yeah, other than that, so there's gonna be some stuff I'm gonna be posting out and about. So, um, yeah, with that, I'm going to get back onto the story. So I'm going to give you guys a little transition and I'll get back into it. Okay, so welcome back, everybody. Um, I love that little that little uh, intro and er, er, interlude thing. I love that little noise. But um, yeah, so I just recorded all this and it got deleted. So uh, not again. Um, I'm working on that. So this week is another adventure in the woods. It's another one. I know, I know. There's a lot of these, but this is one of my biggest things. I love this. I love my stories of adventure, and I know I'm having a lot, but you know, hopefully if y'all bring me some more stories, I'll post those too. So I won't have just these, but um, I'm looking to have an interview with my wife soon and an interview with some other people that I might find. I'm looking for it now to give you some variety, but right now um, it's another adventure podcast. It's another adventure day. So we're going to get into this. So when I was between the ages of 16 and 17, I want to say 15, maybe two, um, we, um, I went on a high adventure scouting trip. And so high adventure within the scouts is basically just a step above anything you'd normally do. Um, step above scout camps, above this, and it can last a day, it can last a week or even two weeks, some crazy adventurous things. I think the most popular one would probably have to be a, uh, multiple day backpacking trip. That's I think the most, the easiest, the most common to do, especially out West. Um, but it can be anything. Um, Another story I'll tell, there was a time where a high adventure group went to uh, the D.C. and Gettysburg area, and we did both of those within a week, as well as camping at the same time. So, And that was history-rich and and educational. Um, But the time that I'm talking about now is, um, I I don't remember a lot about it. It's been so long since I've thought about the nitty-gritty details, but I think I've got enough for a story here. Um, We went whitewater rafting in Ohio Pile, Pennsylvania. Um, which 
is a great establishment, great place to go. If anybody knows it, go again. If anyone's ever heard of it, there's other stuff to do or, you know, never heard of it. There's other stuff to do, biking, hiking, camping, fishing, whitewater rafting, obstacle courses, so much fun. Um, using these high adventures and stuff and in scout camps because our troops out here affiliated with our church are so small, we kind of conglomerized and made one giant troop made of other little troops. And so some clickiness happened. And this was one of those times where a lot of clickiness happened, but um, not nothing really came of it. We just all stayed in different campsites and didn't really talk with one another much, but there was definitely times that we came together. And so we, the first day it was pretty warm. It was like, eh, I want to say late summer or even late July. So it was not that warm. And also being right on the water on giant rivers and, and thick rivers, like it saps any of the heat out of the environment. So especially when you're right on the water, but we, you know, for the first day we're required to all be in uh, rafts and we didn't have, well, maybe it was a guided raft. We may have had a guide. I can't remember it, things change and things are different. So these were pretty intense graded, um, Oh, rapid. So there's a grade. So just like you have your degrees of hurricanes and earthquakes, there's a degree of um, whitewater rapids. And I don't know the differences between them, and I can't really annotate them right now. But um, th this was a pretty moderate experience. I mean, safe enough that basically anybody can do it, but more intense than your than your basic river crawl, basically. Um, and so my dad came along with this, along with everybody else. And so this was. You know, he was just as, not as a leader, but just as a participant, um, chauffeur. But we, we, you know, we as a troop, we stayed in, in, a, in a whole thing and a raft and we had so much fun. And I think only a couple of kids went over. But if anybody knows anything about why we're out of rafting or if you don't, um, when you go overboard, you have a helmet and you have a life vest, you know, because it's dangerous. And so you know, rocks and such, you know, that's how whitewater rapids are formed is water rushing over inclined, um, rocks essentially. So what you do when you go overboard is you get to your back as soon as possible and you keep your legs locked and straight and above the water as much as you can. Cause if you hit and if you let the water stand you up, you can get your foot trapped, ankle broken, and you can drown. And so I mean, that's out of a plethora of other, other things, but that's the main one. So you want to let yourself go down to a point where you can relax and, or not relax. So you can get to a point where the river speed has relaxed and you can get out or get into a boat safely. And so that only a few of us went over, I think it might've gone over once or twice the whole trip, but we, uh, you know, we took some of the kids that were a little more incompetent and put them in the middle. And these stories always have somebody that's incompetent, at least these scouting stories. But, you know, it's just it's just where, you know, it's, it's where I was and it's who I was surrounded by. So these kids didn't leave the area, so they were still there. Um, but that first night, it got rained out like crazy. You know, we were set up in these picturesque little campsites, picturesque little things. You know, during the day, it was beautiful. The sun was still kind of shining here and there. It was still cloudy. That night, it, it got flooded. Things were floating, like the little things, like trees and like small little branches and stuff, parts of trees, but like nothing too crazy. But most kids' tents were getting flooded and filled. Mine didn't, but I was uncomfortable being alone in my own tent. It was starting to thunderstorm too, and I'm like, I'm going to get out of this. So crawled out, and I have such an appreciation for this area's like biome, essentially. Like it, the West is gorgeous. The mountains, the valleys, the canyons, everything about that open space. I, I, I love that too, but I've grown to appreciate so much this, this Northeastern just 
um, like northern northwestern Pennsylvania, western New York area is just so beautiful. The trees and the things and the rolling hills is just it's so gorgeous and just how thick it all is and oh I love it. But um, one of the and you know I climbed out of my tent and there's all these spiders and bugs and, and insects running through the water, running around and it was it was it was really chaotic. It was really cool. Just the amount of chaos, you know, usually in rain, you know, things get flooded out and you don't really see much other than moving water, but there was so much life running around. And if anybody knows this area, there are these millipedes and they're thick, thick, big mother suckers. They're, they have the, like six, they're six inches long and they're like the jet black. But the coolest part of them is that in between the, 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 the plates of their, exoskeleton is they have these this like it's it's orange yellow very fall color orange yellow almost reddish with a tint of yellow in between them just just painted and i don't know what they're called i don't know what subspecies they are but they literally like shoot out of the ground like worms and they were crawling everywhere because of the wet and it was just this really picturesque almost freaky scary moment but we all piled into a honda pilot or like all four of us and tried to survive the night and it was super uncomfortable we were already bruised and already broken from why we're out of rafting, but you know, and the next day, you know, we had a lot more fun, but the next day we, we, it was, uh, it was cooler. The, it was very overcast. The, the sun was not out all day, I don't believe. And so we were recommended to wear something under our life vests and to keep warm and to take precautions. And so we did. And so to this day, we were allowed to go on duckies, like ducky, like quack, quack duckies, which are essentially inflatable kayaks, two person inflatable kayaks. They're a lot of fun. So you get paddles with them and everything. And so we went down an even steeper grade of rapids this day. And so there was a lot of challenges, a lot of things going on, a lot of kids falling in the water. And I can't remember who my partner was. It was either my brother's best friend or it was the same kid that I went on the canoe trip with. Can't remember. But where we went over a couple of times. But my dad went along with the hate to talk like this, but the most incompetent kid there. He didn't have a lot of self-confidence, didn't have a lot of, of this and that, but he he and him and my dad never went under once. It was this amazing experience for them. My dad coached him and encouraged him, and and I saw some of it happen. And I saw a lot of it happen underwater, but they never went down once. And he was so proud of himself. We encouraged him and we congratulated him that around the fire and everything. It was the coolest moment of his life at that point. It was really awesome. It was a lot of fun, and so there was that part. But the craziest thing that happened and. A little bit of drama here, but I mean, it was it's some serious. This one kid and this other troop, um, he deemed that the paddling in the water was going to keep his body warm enough. And that's just not true. This water comes up and it's frigid and it's cold. And so he started getting hypothermia, started shivering and was a little out of, little out of it. And so I don't know necessarily why we all gathered as a conglomerate troop instead of like just having his troop be there with him. But we all gathered and made this giant raft out of these rafts and we're holding on. And and some of us, myself and my father and my brother included, um, we are all just kind of rolling our eyes like, what's going on? We're not really sure. But we were close enough to see what's happening. And so the the, the organizer was there and he had him in his lap and you know was, was trying to warm him up. And, and so someone was calling for his father that was there. And this guy, like, this isn't to detract from the seriousness of hypothermia, okay? But this guy was 
going crazy. He was clamoring over people. He was kicking them in the face. He, you know, pushed around me. And he was the whole time. It was such a movie moment. He was like, my son, my son. And just yelling and just like, oh, like, oh, no. And he's ripping off his shirt, his, his, his rash guard. And he's pulling it over his head. And he's like, oh, no, my son. And he's ripping his son. There's two half-naked men are just on this rock, on this boulder. And, and the organizer's trying to keep him calm. And he's like grabbing him and clutching him the whole time, just like closing his eyes. And my son, it was the most dramatic moment. I mean, not it was serious, but it was the most dramatic experience we've ever had. And I look over at my dad and he's laughing his ass off. And I'm like, dad, what's, dude, the kids, it's not that funny. Like I'm laughing too, but I'm like, it's not that funny. And he's like, look over there. And so they're on this giant boulder. And underneath this boulder is the biggest wolf spider I've ever seen. This thing is huge, like the size of like the body of a tarantula, just ginormous. And it's right underneath the guy's ass. He's right there just crawling up this rock on his web. And we're all trying not to laugh so hard. First responders come or the rangers come or whoever the, the employees come and give him, you know, some, some first aid and they get him all quieted down. And it's all good. He's going on. He got a new rash guard. It's fine. The, the, the dad's crying and everyone's like patting him. I'm like, okay, okay. So right immediately after this, and this was, this is the reason why we had so much like annoyance with this moment is because the very next challenge, the very next bend or thing that happened was that you can't go to the right because there's downed trees. Okay. But you have to go all the way to the opposite side of the, the river. And you have to go through this, this tight, tight, quick right turn between a giant boulder and the side of the, the river. And so it was intense. Nobody got through it freely, except for a couple of kids. Everybody got stuck every time. So they even had people pushing and, and on the top of the rock and pushing and stuff. So like it's intense. And so we had to maneuver our way all the way across and into it. And it wasn't the best time on, on that part. But, you know, we got through it and, you know, we, we had a great night that night. And we went on some obstacle courses and and uh, we, we experienced the truck bus. And so what the truck bus is, is that somebody took an old school bus and cut it literally in half all the way to the cab, cut out all like from the, like the bottom of the windows down and took out all the seats. And so made it into like a giant truck for the rafts. And so we, we, we like worship the truck bus. We're like truck bus, truck bus, this truck bus, that truck bus can do this making like, um, uh, Chuck Norris type jokes about it. And it was just so much fun. And so if anybody's ever seen a truck bus, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> like it's pretty dope. But we um we came out of this and we had a lot of fun and it was a, it was a great experience and we had some good food and good eating and and some good fellowship between this and that. But I think with this trip, I learned a lot about tempering your judgment and the reality and of the situation and what people really need. And so, and not. It's, it's, that that was one of the things, and so I'll talk about that first. So the kid with the dad and the hypothermia, like, yeah, that was dramatic. Yeah, it was this and that. And I could probably make fun of him the rest rest of his life, but there's something about I think that in a high intense situation, and I think why we all kind of just it was almost natural the, how we kind of com conglomerated and went to the side with him and with them, and so it's like like it's almost like the, the safety's a number thing, kind of like I guess where it kind of really comes from is that like it takes off the shoulders, even just your presence can take off the, the pressure of somebody trying to either save a life or do something intense 
where, you know, whereas if we weren't there, he would have to worry about not only getting like his son warm again, but also to hold on to the rafts, to hold on to this and to like find the group again. And that can be a lot of anxiety and a lot of pressure on a person in a moment of distress. And so I think if, I think, I mean, you can be okay. You can learn and live and whatever, but like he, he, um, I, th- I think that it helped him a lot to know that we're all just right there, like holding things together and just being able to like leave as a group and to take something, something subliminal off of his mind, I think can happen. I think we can do that a lot with other people. And I think we do that a lot in other groups and especially in adventures and stuff as a group. I think that being able to temper your own judgment and your own want to move on ahead of, of a thing and to help support one another and in, in the distress to you know, really do that. I think that that can really happen and help. Sorry, uh, losing my little thoughts here, but, um, the other thing that I really learned that was really cool was, um, the power of encouragement and of not just like pushing person to do better in a high stress situation and not just like encouraging them to get through this thing, but to really like be a gentle, meek spirit about it because my dad did this a lot with this kid, especially people. Cause like a lot of the kids that like get incompetent or have like kind of like things that aren't quite as good or not as skilled of things is that they like they they, they kind of act up and they get kind of tough guy. You know, the tough guys are kind of like the people that end up doing this and they kind of like talk big and make bets and things like that. And so this kid was doing that a lot, but I think that my dad was able to see it this time. It wasn't just him being just annoyingly and trying to cover up for something. It was almost just it was just different. It was it was something different about him and my dad saw some potential in him and he was and he pushed him. He yelled at him and he and he you know, and they didn't get at a conflict or anything, but I think that was the reason why my dad did that and did push him because he knew he, there wasn't going to be a conflict there. He was just going to be able to meekly encourage this kid to do the best that he could. And he did. And it succeeded really well. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't any like you do this, do that. It was like, come on, like you got this, you got this, you got this, you know, encouraging and, and putting pressure on when things were intense, like you need to do this now. But the overall spirit of, and the overall like, like emotion I got from it was like so tender and so mild. And so, like, and I mean, I've seen this from other people as well, and I've seen that the best moments in my life, not only for me teaching other people or encouraging other people, but being taught and encouraged myself, is just that simple suggestion. I think that in parenting and in this and that, you know, like, I think that's something that people struggle with. It's a balance, because you've got to, at one moment, you do have to push, and you do have to kind of, like, cut the reins and, like, you know, I can't do this for you right now, and, and, you know, do that new dramatic thing where it's like, you know, you've got to do it now. If you don't do it now, you're a failure, you know, that kind of stress on it, but there's, I think, a lot more moments where that more meek and more humble and more just kind of like, hey, you know what? You've got this. I'm going to be here and my presence is going to be pushing you, but I'm not going to be pushing you actively. Like I'm going to be passively here, you know, and that will push you to be the best you can be doing this. Like, you, you know, you have responsibility to keep me out of the water, you know, literally here and also figuratively. But, you know, it's also like you've got this. I like, I believe in you essentially. And I guess that's kind of where it comes from. And I think we can do a lot better in that nowadays. And I think we have a lot of opportunity too. So, um, yeah, so this is definitely a smaller podcast and I'm just about running out of things to say. Um, but you know, I think that like, you know, these are some of the moments that like really encourage me to be better as a leader, be better as a person to be better as a thing. So, um, I think you guys can take away something from this as well. I hope so. If you can, uh, perfect. That's exactly what I want, but, and I hope for, for this, but, um, other than that, um, you know, keep doing what you're doing guys. Keep listening, keep, you know, share this if you'd like, 
I'd love it if you shared this. Um, uh, you know, and now that, you know, and from now on and always, you can always make suggestions, make comments, bring up things. If you email potlessthoughts at gmail.com, I'm going to be there. I mean, I'm always checking my email, always checking my phone, always things like that. I'm always going to be around as best I can. Um, you know, submit your stories, submit your comments, submit anything. Um, on top of the story swap, you can submit pictures. And so I can post it and to give, give people a better idea of what, like to be you know, a better idea of your narration and things like that. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to your story swap. Don't feel discriminated. Don't feel disillusioned. Don't feel shy. Don't feel discouraged. That's judgment free. Um, very loose guidelines. Um, you know, I'd like to keep it an adventure, but you can really give me anything. Anything can be spin, spun into an adventure of some sort. And that's kind of the vibe of this whole podcast is that everything's an adventure. And so um, other than that, um, keep your, you know, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. Um, now on Blogger, just look up Palace Thoughts. You're going to find it. It's going to be there. Um, it's a pretty original title, I think. Uh, not a lot of people have thought of things like it. So you're going to find it. Um, as always, you know, be safe what you're doing you know for all my hunting listeners out there um or anybody that hunts that listen out there good luck this season things are starting to, to, to get boiling and and congratulations to anybody that had success in any way um any of my other outdoors people here um enjoy the fall weather it's here finally i know it's wet and rainy in a lot of places right now but the leaves are almost fully changed you know go out find you know the best way you can enjoy them go do it hiking camping backpacking fishing anything that like that any anything you get outdoors with biking anything like that just go and enjoy it this is one of the best years for that i think that to do it you know one of the best you know seasons um you know have fun with it everybody um anybody else just go ahead and enjoy it the best you can do what you do watch those movies you know it's it's, it's basic girl season you know pumpkin spice everything i'm excited for everything um my wife's already getting me a couple have, has already gotten me a couple of um early christmas presents just for the hunting season just because it's just a better time for it so like you know got some movies got some got some cool gear got a new computer thank you babe thank you love this um quality of these episodes is definitely gonna go up um and as always everybody do something noteworthy even if it's only for yourself